All right, I am here with our group two podcast this week and topic of conversation is gonna be, is coverage of politics uh, being overdone in sports media? Should it even be covered by the sports media? And is this especially acute uh, fatigue having been drawn during the presidential election? So um, with that, Dana, why don't you kick us off and give us some opening thoughts here? All right, so thank you for having the podcast, firstly. And I would say that I think it's not so much an issue of the fatigue and, and whether politics should be included, because politics have already been included. If you go back and research the history, that you know you see that through what is called pay patriotism, the National Football League, as well as all the other major sports, have had relationships, contractual relationships, with the Department of Defense. And this was released in 2015. Senator John McCain did a report that said that the Pentagon spent about $6.8 million on the sports marketing contract for all the major leagues. So before 2009, the, during the national anthem, the players in the NFL weren't even on the field. And the reason why was because the networks did not want to cut into the, the broadcast and the national anthem was being played in the background and people were talking over. So as a result, they were prohibited from having them on the field so that way they could just get into the talk. And when they got on and they started doing the announcement, they would hear the crowd cheering and the people coming onto the field. After this arrangement came about, everything started to change. So since it changed and people realized that this was a platform and people were paying attention, people who had messages, whether it's about Black Lives Matter, Me Too, whatever it is they want to talk about, decided that I can use this platform as a time to go ahead and speak about what I want to speak about. So the issue as I see it is not so much that politics should or shouldn't be in there. It's just they're already there. And the problem is people don't want to hear certain politics and they're okay with hearing other politics. So my contention would be if you're going to open the door for politics, you have to allow both sides to say what they have to say. If not, then get rid of everything and keep it 100% politically free and then you won't have these issues. So Dana, do you think though there's a, you think there's, of fatigue um, from fans regarding this? Do you think, you think fans want it? I think people have been conditioned to want it. Before, there was never a problem with, an, with it being that way. Yes, in high school, you know, and as a high school coach, you know, we'll stand on the sidelines, you face the flag, and you, and you wait, and you observe the moment of silence during the national anthem. College, similarly, but during the NFL, it's a bit different. So sometimes people are buying food at the concession stand. People are walking to their seats. Some people may be on their phone. They may be checking their fantasy league football team, especially if it's the later game that starts at 4 o'clock. And, and in some cases, even, for example, the actual national anthem itself, like, you know, if you're a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, in Kansas City, when they play their games at the, at the end of the national anthem, instead of saying the land of the free and the home of the brave, they say the land of the free and the home of the, everyone else, Chiefs, Chiefs, like that. So I think it's something that people are tired of hearing about differences they don't want to hear about in society. And I think that because of that, certain parts of the politics are acceptable and the ones that people don't want to hear about are the ones they're tired of hearing about. And frankly, they'd be tired of hearing about them where they heard about it, whether it's on TV, whether it's the internet, whether it's sports. So I think the only solution is either get rid of all of it or you have to accept that sometimes you're going to hear something you don't like along with something that you agree with. Yeah. Dan, I think I think you you bring up a great point when you talk about um I think the the big 
the biggest of the kind of um, pushback on the la this latest round of politics and sports. As you've mentioned, politics have been involved in sports going back to Muhammad Ali and his fight to the Supreme Court about being drafted, going back to Olympic pr pr protests, um, going back to Branch Rickey trying to, you know, integrate the game of baseball. Politics have always been there. I, I think it would be irresponsible of the media to not cover that. But when you talk about this latest pushback, I, th I think you hit on real two really good points. One, it's uh, opinions that people don't necessarily want to hear. You know, it's tough to confront some of these issues that have plagued America for a long time. But um, at the same time, it, it, you can't not confront it. Um, these athletes are in a powerful position. They have millions of fans who, by and large, better or worse, are going to listen to what they have to say. Um, and so if these athletes want to try to use that platform to drive change, to move things forward, I think it's really, you, you can't take that away from them that, you know, the, the horse has left the proverbial barn. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And if you think about the athletes of today, they're so different than um, just a few, maybe 10, 15 years ago, right? So the athletes uh, of years past, obviously never took positions because they knew how it potentially could impact their uh, reputation and their sponsorship values and, and the things that, you know, obviously they, they really were, I think, real protective of that. And I think what you see in today's athletes, um, they're very comfortable in their own skin and they're comfortable expressing a point of view, which I think is really healthy. And that's why I think we have such, um, you know, there's, there's such a steady stream of, of it being a part of now our sports viewing because um, everything today seems to be politicized. I mean, wearing a mask, for God's sakes, has become politicized. So, um, you know, it, it, I don't know how you avoid it. Um, I would say that as it relates to the fatigue factor, you know, um, I think uh, I don't go to sports to to learn more about the issues of the day. I go as a as just sort of an opportunity to to sort of break away from some of that stuff. Um, so I just think that's something that we're all going to have to get get used to. Um, it's interesting. I looked up at uh, I looked the sorry if you look at the TV ratings right since the pandemic. So pro sports the TV ratings have gone down. And so a lot of people would say, well, okay, that's a result of uh, all these athletes speaking out um, and, and taking a stand on black lives matter or whatever the, the issues are um, that, 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 that are, that they're uh, focused on. And, um, but it's more than that. It's, 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 it's way more complicated than that. And, and some of it has to do with the fact that because we've had a presidential election, cable, viewership is way up cnn msnbc fox news because we're in the midst of a political election right and um i wonder uh six months from now a year from now um will we will will we have the fatigue that we're experiencing right now because we've just gone through an incredibly intense four years uh, well, for sure, an incredibly intense last six months.
See, I think the issue in terms of the media, I think the media has covered it perfectly. They've given credence to both sides. I think the issue is that the politicians themselves, because they understand the importance of sports, and they understand, and also one of the things which is not really touched upon a lot is the relationships that the owners of the teams have with politicians and the political establishment in their area through contributions, through donations, and all kinds of social circles and things like that. So I think the media has done a good enough job covering the situation for both sides. They've given time to those who say we should not talk about sport, leave it at sports and not talk about political. And they've given time for the people who were political, who wanted to introduce some ideas that are not as mainstream. So I don't think it's so much the media reaction. Again, I think it's just the people themselves. People tend to gravitate towards what they want to hear. And the politicians, I think, have used sports for their own advantage. So when a politician talks about you're going to stand for the pledge, I mean, you're going to stand for the national anthem, otherwise A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, they're doing that to galvanize their base. That has nothing to do with the athletes and the sport itself. They're just trying to use it for their own outcome. In terms of whether or not I think the fatigue is going to continue, honestly, I think it will continue because at the end of the day, it's not even really about the sports. It's just people are tired because it seems like 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we're fighting with each other, whether it's on the Internet, whether it's through protests, whether it's what we're seeing on television, whether it's discussions with neighbors. And so obviously this is going to leak into it as well because everyone wants to feel heard. They want to feel appreciated. They want to feel like their points matter. And in some cases where messages have been misunderstood or misbrought or people have said one thing, but then another group says, no, here's what they're really trying to say, that leads to the exacerbation. So I really think the only way that you're going to get rid of that fatigue is when as a society you have that, rec- have that reconciliation. So while people are looking for sports to be that diversion, because the door has already been opened, unless someone's going to say, listen, we're only going to accept certain politics and not others, and then we've even kind of heard that a little bit, then I don't see how the fatigue is going to go away. But at the same time, the story is going to continue, and we can't fault the media for covering it because it's a big story. Kaepernick kneeling was a big story. So how could you blame them for covering it? Wow, I'm surprised it took us 10 and a half minutes to get to Colin Kaepernick, but I'm glad we did. Um, because I, I, I think, Dana, you, you kind of danced around a lot of what uh, kind of happened with the Kaepernick story in that, you know, I think by and large, you can say that his kneeling during the national anthem was an inflection point in the way politics has entered the sports realm. Now, part of that was timing, having a president who is kind of um, fully behind that concept you mentioned of paid patriotism, right? And patriotism for the sake of patriotism um, without necessarily looking at ourselves as a country and where we want to be, where we need to be, um, and how we need to improve. Um, You know, it's tough to look at at your warts. Um, And so I think Kaepernick and his kneeling really does speak to a changing of the tide and how politics was going to enter the sports realm, how it was going to be covered in the sports realm. Um, And that combined with the timing, as I said, with the president who was just going to, you know, drive that uh, home constantly to feed feed his base, as you said, with, you know, racial undertones being a part of it, no doubt. Um, is it, it really, I think, has driven the fatigue. To Ben's earlier point about, you know, can you separate the fatigue from politics generally 
from politics and sport. I think that's really hard to do. I think that, you know, there's certainly fatigue with politics, um, you know, writ large and, you know, what's perceived as a political system in Washington that gets nothing done. I think there's a huge amount of fatigue with that. And so, yes, I think there's appetite to get away um, and being able to step away, I think, so much of America could perceive sports as that step away point for such a long time, not everybody, but for such a long time that to have uh, the political realm be brought forth in such a large way into the sports realm is kind of sh a shock to the system. But, yeah. Um, you know, as, I, as I was kind of listening to you guys talk, I was kind of thinking about how interesting it's been, you know, the media in some way used to, they used to be critical of Michael Jordan for not having a point of view, right? And then now they're critical of LeBron for having a point of view. And, you know, the whole shut up and dribble and all of that, that tone, again, coming from media commentators and coming from, from pundits for sure. But it's interesting how we've evolved and how it's shifted. And, and I, as you were talking about Kaepernick, I was just thinking, you know, wow, what, what would have happened if, if uh, President Trump didn't make a big deal out of it, would it have gotten the attention that it... Positive or negative attention. Exactly. You know, and, and, and in a strange and, and weird way, um, you know, had he not made a big deal out of it, um, who's to say that, you know, the Kaepernick's uh, expression and voice and point would have gotten the attention um, that it ended up getting. It's, it's, it's an interesting concept um, because that was such a, un, you know, we were living in such a unique time with a president who, who, who can draw such great attention, you know, through a, a tweet. Um, All right, Dana, final thoughts. Yeah, I would say that, I think in order to completely remove politics from sports, both sides have to agree that this is sports is, a, is like a Switzerland, like a no-go zone where we're not going to enter any politics into it. Because if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, at first it was a sort of a grassroots thing against Kaepernick. It wasn't necessarily the politicians picked up on it because they heard some people who they figured to be in their base were complaining about it, so they jumped on the bandwagon. So... I think that until we have an agreement, either we have to tolerate both sides or we have to leave it completely alone, you're not going to be able to resolve the issue. All right. Well, and with that, I think we'll wrap this up and uh, we'll be back next week for a little more discussion. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bro. Appreciate you guys.